Welcome to the Staying Ageless Podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach, and today on the show, we'll be chatting about postpartum preparation and yoni steaming. To get this birthing party started, I'm going to give you guys some background on postpartum nutrition, and later we will chat with Aishat Hasati, a trained full-spectrum doula, certified innate postpartum care provider, certified vaginal steam facilitator, certified lactation educator specialist, and budding herbalist. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in Sweden, Australia, South Africa, Denmark, France, Mexico, we see you, Canada, and the USA. I appreciate you all. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and write a review. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Friendly reminder, this weekend, I am going live on Clubhouse with Dr. Friends and a health journalist for the Black Health Happy Hour. Right now, we're tentatively scheduled for 7 p.m. on Clubhouse. For more details and to check the exact time, please follow me on Instagram at TheRawGirl or sign up for my newsletter on my website, TheRawGirl.com. Today on the show, I'm excited to chat about postpartum preparation and yoni steaming. I recently had the absolute pleasure of working with a client from finding out she was pregnant all the way to giving birth. And although having a birthing plan and a postpartum plan is a really great idea and can give you peace of mind, recognize that you will need to be flexible because literally anything can happen. Before we chat with the real expert on this topic for today, I want to give you some tips to help prepare for postpartum from a nutritional perspective. After having your child and having a routine turned upside down, it can be really hard for new moms to remember to take care of themselves or even eat with regularity. But food is very important, not only to provide the energy needed for motherhood, but also to help your body maintain the milk supply needed to nourish your baby. Post-pregnancy, you become more sensitive to insulin, so it's really important that you nourish in a way that helps prevent low blood sugar or your blood sugar levels crashing. Eating small meals throughout the day can help with this, and reminding yourself to eat whenever your baby feeds can also be very helpful. A really great reminder is to set up snacks and water stations wherever you plan to do your nursing. If you have the budget, getting a food delivery service can be super helpful to plan ahead for the support for you after birth. It's a way to keep the kitchen stocked and you focused on recovery and nourishment for you and your child. If you can have a family member stay with you for a period after birth that enjoys cooking and can offer additional baby support, that will also lift some of the burden from you and allow you to hopefully get some much needed sleep. Many women also organize or they have their friends organize a meal train in which people can drop by full meals to support you after birth that can be eaten and also stored in the freezer so that you don't have to cook. After birth, you want to swap out your prenatal vitamins for supplements that better support your postpartum phase and you can consult with a nutritionist, naturopath, or integrative medicine doctor to help you do this. 
As in the case of my client, whoever you're working with can also help you plan ahead and find additional alternative health treatments to support your recovery, such as chiropractic care, acupuncture, and even therapy, especially to navigate the emotions of all of the changes your body, mind, and spirit has just gone through. Postpartum anxiety, depression, and even psychosis are real conditions that wreak havoc on women's emotions after birth. So if you end up experiencing any of these, having additional support from an experienced therapist, and of course, loving friends and family will be very key. And some of those conditions are actually related, especially postpartum depression, it's actually related as well to your nutrition. So you want to make sure that you consult with a nutritionist to balance out whatever deficiencies you may have. Besides a multivitamin with adequate zinc and vitamin D3, it's also really great to include a probiotic, magnesium to relax the nervous system and help normalize bowel function as constipation is really real after pregnancy, and omega-3 fatty acids, which are generally important for brain and emotional health, as well as reducing inflammation. It's also important to include iron supplementation given the amount of blood you lose during and after pregnancy. A gentle liquid iron supplement like Floridix is really awesome, but you also want to ensure that your meals have more than enough iron and also protein-rich foods, along with complex carbs and healthy fats to support recovery. Okay, we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we'll chat with our amazing guest. I am super excited to announce the launch of the new destination I created for online programs called Staying Ageless University. At Staying Ageless University, we create epic content to teach you about holistic wellness and transformational healing programs to help you achieve extraordinary longevity. We believe that learning is an essential component of healing and creating lasting change, and every one of our programs are created from protocols that I have tried and tested on clients who have achieved optimal wellness by following them. Our signature programs include Staying Ageless 30 Plus, which is designed to help women 30 plus interested in staying fly till you're 99 or close to it, create lasting healthy rituals, and the all-new Raw Girls Hormonal Balancing Academy for women suffering with fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, cysts, or menopausal symptoms if you're ready to use holistic means to take control of your hormones and get your life back. We also have two new programs that are amazing for New Year's Clean Starts, Detox Your Life, which includes 30-day plant-based detox, either raw or vegan, and candida and parasites be gone for those who are ready to kick candida overgrowth or parasites to the curb for good. Enrollment is now open for three of our programs and we officially launched January 1st, 2021. You can learn more about us and our program offerings at stayingagelessuniversity.com. Hope to see you in class. When I lived in LA, I was at the beach all of the time. (laughs) The beach was my happy place. After going to the beach, I would always stop by this amazing raw food restaurant. They had the most delicious food, burritos, cinnamon rolls. I was obsessed. Fast forward to this year when I wanted to give myself a jumpstart on raw, I discovered that this amazing restaurant that I used to frequent had transitioned to nationwide delivery of fully prepared raw meals. It's called Raw Revolution, and for 20 years, they've been serving the finest and most vibrant living foods meals. They offer a raw box, which includes two fresh pressed juices, four gourmet entrees, four generous sides, and two delicious low glycemic desserts. The raw box is designed to provide one person with about four to five days of lunches and dinners. 
I also love that the menu changes each week, so there's always lots of variety. I get a lot of inquiries from listeners and clients alike who want to go raw and feel like it's not sustainable time-wise. If this is you, this is an amazing solution to get your raw jumpstart. Head on over to rawvolution.com and use the code RAWGIRL to receive a discount on your first purchase. Today's guest is Aishat Hasati, a trained full-spectrum doula, certified innate postpartum care provider, certified vaginal steam facilitator, certified lactation educator specialist, and budding herbalist. She is a member of the Long Beach Birth Workers of Color, where, as a group, they strive to make a difference in their community through the services they provide to women, birthing people, and their families. She became aware of her passion for working with women and families after the birth of her first child in 2006 and has been working with women since 2008. She has also studied under traditional comedic master healers and priests, learning ancient systems of healing, meditation, language, and philosophy. All of this has helped her to form a foundation for how she operates throughout her life and how she cares for others. Recognizing the void in postpartum care through her own experiences, both in birth and miscarrying, has given her the motivation to make this her focus. Her goal in working with women who give birth is to help them become their best selves through empowerment, knowledge, and being cared for, and self-care. With a holistic perspective, Aishat provides counseling in preparation for birth and postpartum, guidance in connecting with self and or baby through meditation, meal planning, education on breast care, including movement, massage, and lactation education, yoni steams, castor oil packs, moxibustion, belly binding, and closing the bone ceremony. Most of all, she wishes to hold a safe space for individuals free of judgment. Feeling nurtured, respected, and loved will encourage women who give birth to trust their intuition, one of our greatest gifts, and allow them to blossom into who they are becoming. Hi, Aisha. Thank you so much for joining me on Staying Ageless. Hello. (laughs) I'm really excited to have you here today to talk about pregnancy. So can you tell me a little bit about how in the world did you become decide to become a doula and get into postpartum care, prenatal care, all the stuff that you do? Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually taking um, initiation courses from a master healer. He was from uh, Burkina Faso, West Africa. I started taking those classes like around age 21. Um, it's actually also where I met my husband and around the time that I got pregnant and still taking those courses, I was already like, you know, on the like natural healing herbs, being more in tune with your body. Cause there was like philosophy, meditation, and then natural healing from the perspective, um, from the initiation that my teacher went through. So by the time I got pregnant, I was like, all right, already like natural pregnancy, but I got to read all the books. I have to learn all the things. When I find something that I I like, I tend to kind of go tunnel vision and just zone in on all the things. So I'm reading all the books, I'm watching all the videos. And three other friends of mine were pregnant at the same time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I was like number three <laughs> out of four people. Wow. And it became routine that like, you know, once they went into labor, like a group of us would go to the hospital. And so really like my doula journey kind of started with the two first pregnancy, the two first births that I attended. 
And I didn't even really know what a doula was at that time, but, you know, we're just there to support and kind of tag team and, and help out in that way. Wow. Like the little peak. (laughs) Wow. Into that. Okay. And what did you, I guess, so did you become a doula before you gave birth or after you gave birth? If we count those two first births, um, (laughs) then before, Before. (laughs) but, um, I didn't have my first like actual training until my oldest son, who's just turned 15, was like around one and a half, two. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I've already spoken to a doula on this show before, but just for those who don't know, what is a doula and what do you like, what is your definition of what you do? My definition of what I do is basically, I fill in the gaps when it comes to pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum. Um, I myself am a full spectrum doula, so I can cover, you know, you know, pregnancy, birth, labor, postpartum, miscarriage, you know, loss, like all of that. But it's basically you're there to support the birthing person and their family. You know, it, you're basically like a guide on this journey of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. I am your guide. I have information. I'm not there to tell you what to do, but I'm there to inform you so that you can make the proper decisions. Mm. I'm not making any decisions for you, but I'm making sure that you know the full spectrum of all of your options so that you can make an informed decision yourself. Because even like that's, I feel like why a lot of people shy away from hospital births is because they get told what to do. They get spoken at, but if, you know, whether it's a midwife or a doula, whatever care provider, (laughs) that role shouldn't be to speak at you and and tell you what to do because there's always going to be uncertainty there's always going to be doubt because you're not knowing this from yourself. It's not coming from you. And so that's what I like to make sure to do is to inform you. So then you can make the best decision for you. I really like that. And I love everything you just said, because there's so much that happens in labor with people trying to like rush it Mm -hmm. and impose all these decisions and most, and it's such a like feminine process. So it's, it's, it really should be coming from the Mm -hmm. internal process of the actual woman and not all of these external people trying to make her hurry up. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, What are some common things that you find that women are not prepared for when it comes to pregnancy? Hmm. Pregnancy specifically, um, it, it takes a lot of slowing down. And, and if you look at like, I've, I've heard like pregnancy, it's, it's like you're shedding your old self. You're Mm. shedding who you were. It's like the death of who you were before you got pregnant because Mm. you're literally becoming someone else. (laughs) You're becoming whoever, you know, whether, however the, the pregnancy outcome is, whether it's, you know, the birth of the baby or a loss, like you literally are opening up throughout the whole process and becoming a different person. And so the death of who you were before is a hard transition. Hmm. It's an extremely, it was so difficult for me in the first, and in, in my first pregnancy specifically, I was a dancer, I was young and I had crazy morning sickness or all the time sickness. 
I had to stop working at my job because of it, because I was, you know, working in food and you can't, you know, go have morning sickness and come back and be like fixing food and stuff like that. (laughs) And so like, and I remember being really sad because it's like, I was just so sick and I was supposed to perform at someone's wedding, doing dance and stuff. And I just couldn't get out of bed. And so it was Mm. really like, I can't do these things that were so easy. Even riding the train was difficult because I had to carry things with me. Like I had to make sure I had a bag in case it threw up and I had, you know, just all of these things. It's like, you're literally having to adjust to the conditions that your body are in and being open to that. Mm. And it's also the time where like really like pulling in community becomes important and not being isolated because it's easy when you're shifting and you're not ready for that shift to, to, to sink into depression or, you know, some sort of like loneliness, it can be very isolating, especially if you're the only one that you know, that's going through it. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense for postpartum. Cause we've talked, we've talked to um, midwives on the show and another doula. And I want to talk about postpartum and like some of the ways that like, what are some of the ways that you actually support clients postpartum? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have um, healing modalities that I provide. It's like I, I do yoni steaming. Um, I provide a service with belly binding. I do moxibustion with Chinese mugwort to help bring in warmth and things like that on the abdomen and on the low back. Um, and I do bone closing ceremony. But really, like the main part is, again, it's just like filling in the gaps. Like I have a current client right now. And of course, during COVID postpartum, is it can be very difficult. Like her partner became her caregiver. And the hardest thing that they were struggling with was meals, you know, mm-hmm. because now because they had a two story, she can't go downstairs. She shouldn't be on her feet mm-hmm. anyway. And so now he's the one that's in charge of all the meals. So then I come in and it's like, okay, well, how can we bring in community to where you guys are comfortable and you're getting, you know, the nourishment that you need and, you know, taking care of your needs still because I can't be there all day, every day. Like I usually yeah. like I set up appointments like once a week. And so I make sure to cook like one or two meals when I'm there. And so we set up a meal train. And that's something that can be done online. If people want to send you money, if they want to do like a one of the meal delivery services, if they want to get you groceries, if they want to drop off a meal without, you know, contact. And the next time I saw her after I did that, she was like, we have an abundance of food. I ended up giving my friend food. I was like, wait, don't give food away. Just put it in the freezer. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Put it in the freezer. But like they went from lacking extremely to having an abundance. And that was able to give them some calm and then focus on each other as a family. That's awesome. mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I heard of the meal trains. I was like, I hope people are still doing that post COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. Because community is the really like postpartum. That's like the answer, I think, to everything. Like if you have community Mm -hmm. and feel supported, you're not going to be able to really slip into depression or anxiety issues because you feel held. And the whole, the analogy of like, if pregnancy and birth is the initiation, then postpartum is like the celebration and the acknowledgement of everything that you just went through, you Mm. know, because so many times the focus is just on baby, baby, baby. 
I was a baby, right. you know, what's the baby up to? Oh, the baby's so cute. You know, all of this other kind of stuff. But it's like, I'm the one that just grew right. this human. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> that just birthed it. However, whichever way I birthed it, you know, whether right. that's through surgery, whether that's through, you know, vaginally, like I'm the one that did that. So y'all need to, and it's just like, if you give the attention, if you center the mother, then baby's automatically going to be okay because the mother feels supported. And, you know, Mm. it's like a mirroring thing. Like even I've noticed with clients, like if I cook a certain meal or whatever, they might ask for the recipe later, or they might, you know, be inspired to be like, man, I got to get some more cookbooks. So, cause I didn't have this diverse of a palette before, you know, um, I love cookbooks. (laughs) All the cookbooks. Cause you know, just ideas and inspiration, but then it's like you're modeling the support team models how the mother is going to mother her her family and how she's going to nurture her family. If she doesn't mm. have that, you know, then it's just like, what am I doing? I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love moxibustion. I, I've had moxibustion done on me by my Chinese mm-hmm. medicine doctor. Can you talk about what are the benefits when it comes postpartum? Definitely. Um, so moxibustion, it's... Uh, it's mugwort, but the way that they process it, it becomes more fluffy and it's easier to burn. It uh, looks like a marshmallow or something. Yeah, definitely. Like a nice fluffy brown marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the the herb, um, when burned, it targets the spleen, which aids in digestion. And so it's mm. like it's helping. It's like in the spleen and the stomach are like best friends when it comes to your digestion. And so it's providing warmth, which is absolutely necessary, um, absolutely necessary for postpartum healing. You know, when it's done on certain areas in the back, it helps support your kidneys, which are, you know, working extra hard, just everything is adjusting and cleansing and and all of that. But it brings warmth. And then also just burning it, it, it also um, is helpful for the nervous system and down regulation. So it's really calming. Like my kids, like even to get to sleep, they'll be like, mom, can I burn some, some moxa really quick? Like, it'll be real smoky. everywhere. Well, that's why I've been falling asleep whenever my doctor uses mm-hmm. moxa. Yeah. It's I'm like, calming. I just, I just fall out. She has to come back and like, wake mm-hmm. me up. Like it's. No, it's I've intense. had clients fall asleep while I'm doing it. And it's like, yeah. the way that I do it, I use a box. And okay. the box has like a mesh, um, like wiring so that the ashes don't fall. But I use like, I'll put it directly on the skin. And as it gets warmer, I'll add layers. So then the heat can penetrate more deeply. Okay. And, but they have to let me know when to add layers. I'm like, so you have to stay. I'm like, wait, yeah, right. You gotta let right. me know if it's too hot because I, I can't burn you. <laughs> right. No, for so, sure. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> um, let's talk about yoni steaming, please. Mm-hmm. So I just need to understand. I mean, I for me, I'm clinical, right? So mm-hmm. I need data uh-huh. to support the recommendations for my clients. But mm-hmm. I also, because I'm on the holistic realm, I'm also very open. So I have some clients who've done some yoni steaming, mm-hmm. who have fibroids and things. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to hear from you. What is in your experiential and also with clients, what what have you seen as the benefits of doing the Yoni Seams? Mm-hmm. So when I first heard about Yoni Seaming, it was like through like a random article a friend posted on Facebook. And it talked about, um, I believe the the young lady, maybe like teenage, you know, was experiencing some issues. 
she was in Mexico. Her mother took her to her midwives, like steam over these herbs, you know, and the issues, like things that are typical cramping, clotting, you know, just beyond belief, like painful. And I resonated with that because that was my experience in adolescence when I got my cycle. Um, Mm -hmm. And she steamed over the herbs and she was like, next cycle, you'll, you know, it'll look like this. And then your cycle after that, you should be good. And that's what happened. And I was like, all I had to do (laughs) was steam over (laughs) some herbs and all of that pain and suffering and stuff I went through when I was younger would have been gone. I was like, so I immediately attached to it, but couldn't steam right away because um, I was pregnant. And so I did, again, zoned in tunnel vision, did all the research, looked, you know, listened to interviews, read articles and did that for um, postpartum for my son, my, my, my youngest after I had him. And before that, I'd experienced pH balance issues, like reoccurring yeast infections, things like that. And after steaming postpartum, it didn't come back. And it was the Mm. first time that it didn't come back. I was like looking over my Mm. shoulder, like, when's it going to come? And it didn't come back. Not until- That's exactly what I was going to ask you was, does it affect the actual pH of the vagina? Mm-hmm. And but with that, you have to be tricky. And this is why, like, I don't sell my herbs directly online. So it's like I need to know your situation because I'm not going to be mm. responsible and just give you herbs mm. and expect you to know what to do and when to do it. And so, like, it's not always the best if you have active infections. But if things so like for me, what I would have to do is I would have like, you know, issues. My period would come that would cleanse everything out. And Mm -hmm. then slowly it would build back up. And so I would have to steam right after my period to make sure that I wasn't having an active infection for it to be effective, but also energetically looked up kind of what, what is kind of going on energetically when it comes to that exact issue, like pH imbalance. And what I found was that it it dealt with kind of passiveness and not necessarily using your voice. So, you know, kind of like throat chakra energy, like that kind of stuff. And it took, again, the food, like adjusting my diet. It took Mm -hmm. steaming at the proper time. And then it took that shift with me using my voice to where like, I haven't had it for years now. Like no at all, like several years with postpartum specifically, it, it helps the body go back to its pre-pregnancy state. And so it helps to lift because the steam is lifting, steam rises. Mm. So it helps to lift the pelvic organs, like in the pelvic floor and strengthen that. And you know, um, it tightens the vaginal walls. But also if there are any lingering things, like sometimes the placenta doesn't fully cleanse. It doesn't fully come out on its own. Mm. And I've had clients who have gotten infections because they didn't have that cleanse in the beginning and they did it later on to help with that. But, you know, had they done it maybe right away, those issues would have um, never shown up. And it's amazing because it's one of those modalities that literally you can find it on every continent. Hmm. You can find it in every single continent in its history somewhere. And most cultures, the majority of use is for postpartum, but they'll also um, start their young, their young ladies once they get their menses. Wow. Super cool. 
So it's been around for a really long time, but it's like for someone who's a complete novice, it's like, how do you know where to go? Mm-hmm. How do you know that the herbs that they're using are legit? You know, the, the regulation is what actually makes me nervous as a practitioner when I'm like mm-hmm. allowing my clients to go explore this. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes it takes research um, with the, the person I got my postpartum care um training from, she talked about Yoni steaming for a while. Um, uh, she has innate traditions. Her name's Rochelle Garcia Saliga. She's amazing. I've learned from steamycheck.com. I took some, some courses from her and it's nice because they've actually done a lot of research and postpartum trials to, to get it more accepted in the medical community. So there's actual like statistics that they've done with with like a a controlled group of postpartum oh that's cool and then another person that i learned from and it was actually able to kind of work with um marcia lopez with women's true healing so like i've you know i've had like three people to get different perspectives from and then develop my own practice after that and it's nice because with um kelly garza with steamy chick she has courses that help you to develop the skills to make your own herbal blends and, you know, has a lot of recommendations. And so um, even TCM, like traditional Chinese medical, um, how they classify their herbs and warming and cooling and bitter and all of that. Like I keep all of that in mind when I make my blend so that it's balanced out, that it's not going to be too extreme Mm -hmm. for people and that it's not, um, it's not going to harm anybody because that's that's the main thing. Is and again, why I don't sell directly because I know what I'm doing and I need to talk to you so I make sure that you know what to do with the herbs mm. that you have them. Mm. Like, I'm not just going to assume that you know because you're interested, you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's really good. I guess my last question is like, I mean, I feel like pregnancy is one of those things where you can plan all day, but then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yes. How do you feel about postpartum planning and like how, how important is it to have like a structured, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of structured plan? I'm really big on that. And I'm really big if I can catch my clients while they're still pregnant and earlier in their pregnancy, then that's the ideal time. Because just naturally, as you get closer and closer to the end, your brain is shifting gears. It's just like Mm. all the technical stuff that don't make sense anymore. It's like literally like even something as simple as getting a contract signed with my current client. Like I was just like, you know what? Cause she was like past 37 weeks. I was like, we'll just do it when I come. Because like, you know, she's like, oh, you can come. But then like was out at the beach. I'm like, that's where you need to be. Like, it's okay. Right. You're trying to center. You're trying to go inward and prepare for birth. And not enough people plan for postpartum. Um, mm. not enough people focus on planning for postpartum. And mm. that really, I, and not to, I think it's more important even than planning for for pregnancy and birth because like it's literally shaping you as a mother and like whether it's the first time whether it's your second time postpartum and how you're treated how you are loved on the nutrients that you're getting how your digestive system is working like all of those things is literally going to shape how you nurture your family wow how you that your baby and using like a member of my family, as an example, with her first child, she didn't have like none. 
like her family came and, you know, was there until the baby was born and then they bounced. And she was literally by herself with this baby and her husband had a, he was a firefighter at the time. And so she's literally alone with the baby and she didn't know what to do. And she had a C-section. She can't like get up and go places. Oh my goodness. And it's just like, (laughs) how is she going to learn to nurture her child if she isn't being nurtured, you know? And the second time around was much different and, um, you know, things got better, but it's just like, and not enough people like make that connection that it's just, and, and, but if you look, you know, in any traditional culture, go back enough, like they're surrounded by women, they're getting massaged, they're getting fed. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's actually a part of our culture. Like if I were having a kid right now, I literally have volunteers, like Mm -hmm. aunties who are like waiting to move in with me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Call me regularly and are like, whenever you need us, you know. Because that's how it's supposed to be. But I I feel like just society has shifted so much to being like individual and power driven and all of this stuff that you lose that, the feminine quality that has to come and balance things out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. Where can people find you online and follow you? And also um, if they need your services, where can they find you? On Instagram, I'm at Roots Heart. And then I have a rootsheartandmind.com as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was a, a really awesome conversation. Thank you for having me. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know by now that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients and 46 antioxidants, and every part of the amazing plant can be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face twice a day, and then I also use Moringa powder to add to my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from an amazing company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part? Every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. Yes, child, to date they have planted over 2 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit TrueMoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of TheRawGirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, it's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at the raw girl, or contact me via my website, 
therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Tasha via email who says, I've heard that I should minimize carbohydrate-rich foods during pregnancy to avoid gestational diabetes and not gain too much weight. Is this true? Hi, Tasha. Thanks so much for reaching out. You are right that some women do experience gestational diabetes or diabetes during pregnancy, which may require them to limit their carbohydrate intake to 40 to 50% of their daily calories. Diabetes diagnosed during pregnancy is called gestational diabetes, and this occurs in about 7% of all pregnancies. It usually arises in the second half of pregnancy and goes away as soon as the baby is born. However, if gestational diabetes is not treated, you may experience complications. When it comes to figuring out your diet, the amount of carbohydrates that you should eat varies really from person to person and should be based on an individualized nutritional assessment and family history of disease. That said, for most people, carbs are usually about 50 to 60% of their daily calories. Pregnant women should eat around 9 to 11 servings of carbohydrates per day. A serving size of carbs is probably smaller than you think, like a third cup of rice is a a serving. The first step in treating gestational diabetes is to modify your diet to help keep your blood sugar levels stable and in the normal range while still eating a healthy diet. Most women with well-controlled blood sugars deliver healthy babies without any complications. One easy way to do this is to aim for the recommended amount of carbs for pregnant women, but ensure that you are eating, again, complex carbs. So things like oatmeal, starchy vegetables, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and enough fiber to ensure your blood sugar levels stay normal. Really hope this helps you. All right, all right, all right. That's all she wrote for today's show. I hope that today's episode gave you some insights on yoni steaming and how to prepare for the postpartum period after birth. I know I learned a lot from chatting with our guests. One of my takeaways is that focusing on the labor and birth of your baby during pregnancy leaves many women unrehearsed for the fourth trimester and beyond. The postpartum period is a time that many women struggle with bonding, feeding, sleeping, and giving themselves basic needs for an overall healthy transition into motherhood. Continuing to speak affirmations over yourself after birth is beneficial in building positive mental health for both you and your baby. Here are some powerful affirmations that will encourage you as you embark on your new journey. I am a strong and capable parent. I am able to balance all of my responsibilities with ease and grace. My body will continue to heal. I am so much stronger than I think. I will take this one moment at a time. I allow my tribe to surround me with love and support. I honor and respect the instincts inside me. I trust the divine development of my baby. I will take the time for self-care today. I will choose to be kind to myself. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. To watch the interview on video from this and past podcast episodes, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash The Raw Girl.